0: Yo. Welcome,
1: Welcome to our Flicks of the Week I am what, Joe Okay, fucking Dracula Welcome I know, and it's Christmas time what, what? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why, Joe? Why? The ponderance of the day Or the prepostery I don't the know ponderosa of the day <laughs> 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 Alright, so Flicks of the Week Mike, Joe, you know
0: Dude, do a proper intro You
1: don't like doing fucking intros If, you,
0: if you're gonna do an intro, do a proper intro Or don't do one Please All
1: right. Welcome to our Flicks of the Week. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. All right. So once again, this is a couple of average Joes, and uh, my Flick of the Week is going to be the Netflix quote-unquote original film, Bright, starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton.
0: Huh. Okay.
1: I'm going to do Fletch,
0: (laughs) because I haven't done Fletch yet. All right. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to play the the trailer for Bright.
1: All right. Mm. Good afternoon, officer. Fairy lives don't matter today.
0: So my so my oh, that's it right there. I'll take the little homie out LAPD style like you do. Oh, oh and uh, you keep doing all your gangster stuff.
1: I'm just trying to sell my house. Don't worry about that. So my Everybody's just trying to get along and have a good life. All of the races are different. Just because they're different doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody. Hey, uh, where's the diversity hunt I got a dude in my car. I didn't ask for it, but the whole world is watching.
0: Yeah, in this
1: yeah. Boy, it's okay. You don't like me. Man, I'm not out here to
0: be your friend. I need to know shit pop off that you got my back. Can't hide it, boy. You must have physical talents. Like the face. What's my face? The human who needs a lot more conjugal
1: love type face. Do not wink at me like that.
0: All
1: Westlake units requesting assistance. Three out of nine,
0: show us en route. Shouldn't we wait for the cavalry?
1: We are the cavalry. What is it?
0: <laughs> Is that? That's a magic one. This is like a nuclear weapon that grants wishes. That's whatever you want. You want to be taller or shorter?
1: That's Margaret Cho.
0: Dollars? You're not stealing. Ike Baron Yeah.
1: stupid shit's gonna start. Not afraid of the, dog. the magic wand. We have to secure it. I'm
0: already knowing, nobody we don't teach that at the Academy. No, they do not. They're gonna keep coming. Let's do it.
1: In a prophecy, we're in a stolen Toyota Corolla. Hm. All right, you want to save Fletch for when you do your review? <coughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to get out of the way. What I the the reason why this is not a great movie, and the point of Bright is the problem with Bright is this: it feels like Training Day. No, no, no. Well, I mean, look, the movie's Alien Nation slash, you know, meets Training Day slash meets fucking D&D. Okay? It's... It, 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 say that again? It's fucking Alien Nation meets Training Day meets fucking Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. It, it's, you know what I mean? It's, that, that's pretty much what it is. Especially the fact that you got David Ayer involved, who was involved with Training Day. So, uh, anyway, here's the biggest problem with this movie. It's actually a really good idea problem is is that the way the mythology pans out it doesn't feel like anyone put any true fucking thought into it there's no real effort into making things match up and what i mean by that is this the movie's set now and the way it's in an alternate fucking reality of you know alternate you know earth right where orcs and 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 elves and um and fucking what else I don't know fairies fairies and all have, have they they exist in our realm and there's been wars and there's been battles and there's been all this shit right there's a history of it right and the, the problem is this it's set now in Los Angeles and but it's not the, the problem is is that it's set like our Los Angeles is set so it's the same fucking people, same kind of human beings, but now there's also orcs there, and there's also fairies there, and there's also fucking you know elves there it, it it's they, they, all this shit feels like it's been thrown into it centaurs instead have have become a part of the, instead of them being a part of it that's the problem if you're going to make it sound like they've been involved together all of us all humans and everything have been involved with all these different races for thousands and thousands of years then it can't be Los Angeles like our Los Angeles is it it doesn't fucking work that way it's not
0: I don't know what you mean there would
1: be the influences look if you had magic and you had fairies and all this stuff you have these magical like you know races fighting each other having wars for thousands of years and stuff like that and humans are in the mix of that okay you can't have everything be almost exactly the same as it is in our our non, you know, fairy tale world that we live in. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not it, it just it, it what it, okay, like I said, it feels like they just have everything set now in LA, but then they just threw all these fucking characters into there and a little bit of their lore. That's it. it. It it's it's half-assed writing. It's fucking lazy writing, and the mythology sucks because of it. There's barely any explanation to any of it. Let me okay,
0: so let me let me get this straight. Yeah.
1: And I'm not I'm not
0: no, no, talking ahead. down. I I I'm just trying to understand. Yeah. So what you're saying is everything is set in now, like literally two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So um Los Angeles is still Los Angeles. There's still the Staple Center and the iconic tower that looks like a a, a castle. Capitol Records? No. The the iconic tower that looks like a castle, uh a rook, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. There's you still have, you still have Hollywood. You still yeah. everything. Like if you were to drive to L. A. right yeah. now, it would still be the same.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's still elf. Now there's Elftown, though, of course. And then there's like you know orc areas. Right. But, but I'm not worried about
0: yeah. that. You have. But what you're saying is, is that there is no it, these the elves and centaurs and orcs and maybe, and, and 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 fairies yeah. and others are. And no
1: centaurs show up in this movie, by the way, just so you know. They might for a future installment, but not so far.
0: Well, it literally says centaurs, but
1: that's okay. That's not a
0: big problem. Um, have have been fighting for thousands of years yeah. on this version of this alternate reality earth. Yeah. And yet humans have still built the cities the same exact way, and and, and then there's magic and everything else involved.
1: And this, with the same cultural traditions and everything. Okay. So there's still that, That's why I'm trying yeah. to get to. it. So it's like you can't have that. You the, the,
0: There is there is no difference between yeah. that movie and yeah. driving literally going to LA yeah. and seeing the same exact shit. There yeah. is no there there is no fantasy no, element. Yeah, there not, there is no yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just like like it was like if someone had an idea <laughs> you know in, in the in the writers room, right? And he said, "Okay, why don't we have a movie like Training Day, but instead it's with with orcs and elves and stuff like that, right? And you throw them into modern day Los Angeles, okay? And then then go from there, right? And right? It's like okay, but you didn't do it. You didn't back it up. Look, if you're gonna do like say if you're gonna do like Sliders, where it's alternate realities because of the butterfly effect, right? Right. So then the butterfly effect of of having these creatures exist with us would be we'd be in a completely different Los Angeles than we are right now. Yeah, there should be more mystical magical things yeah. happening and flying airships and yeah. and
0: dragons yeah. and and and, st- and and the building should be, you know, a mixture of orc and elf and human yeah, and now, things like that. Now
1: the, uh, the you can see from the distance like the elf town cuz they're the rich people. They're all like the Paris Hilton looking fucking people, right? Um they they have a big like building that's very mystical looking that you can see it when you see the whole skyline of uh, of LA but it's just it doesn't it's still it's it's just half ass writing right that, that's it, pretty much
0: it doesn't it doesn't pull yeah. you into the movie and make you believe that this reality or this alternate reality could actually exist
1: yeah and that that's the problem with it you know it's like I don't know. It's they almost act like a portal just fucking opened up and all these people just appeared. Right, but within the last ten years. Yeah, but they haven't. They've been there the whole fucking time. So that that's that, that's one of the biggest problems with this movie. Uh, another thing is the um, the the this elf girl that they end up saving. You know, uh, Joel Egerton's character and Will Smith. Spoiler characters. alert. Um, well, they end up finding her. She's the one that has this magic wand that is, um, if mo- if enough wands are put nuclear. Th- yeah. If enough wands are put together they can bring back the dark one who's it's Who started a war thousands of years ago against, you know, elves and, and humans and orcs and all that shit. Okay. So um she breaks away from them and she's being pursued by three elves that are um oh god, they're ethereal. They're dark or, elves. They're, yeah, they they have a real name for them. I can't remember what the fuck they're called, but Dark Elf. Well no it's like a specific um Infury. They're in calling Fury. That's what they're called. And she breaks away. Well, anyway, those three. The leader of them is played by uh, Númi Rapace, you know, from the Dragon with the Tattoo uh-huh. movies and stuff, and Prometheus. She looks fucking great. Holy shit, with makeup. I mean, she looks. They look like they took twenty years off of her. Um, she looks awesome. And uh, the uh, that, and the technical aspect of this movie is great. It, you know, um, they had ninety million dollar budget because Netflix. <coughs> they've got a, a fucking bottomless pit bank account. I guess they. They, uh, the visuals look really good um, the, anytime there's any magic used it's very fucking colorful and detailed uh, I think I already mentioned the makeup you know the action scenes are, are pretty cool they got some slow down shit here and there they got magic worked in the choreography of the fighting like the elves some of the elves have this like ninja type fighting skills and they, they do some badass shit in the movie all that's good and the camaraderie between Will Smith's character um, of playing he plays a guy named Scott Ward and Joel Egerton who's an orc whose name is uh, nick jacoby um orc is uh or i'm sorry um egerton's character is like the first orc in the police department you know just like fucking you know uh san francisco and fucking alienation right 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 and so it's the same thing you know like watch this guy but um th- but now there's other sides that are against him, and don't want him to you know work out and so anyway there's that corruption shit like training day type shit but um the camaraderie between them is pretty good, you know. There's like an honesty between them, like, "Hey, I don't know you guys, you know, but I, it's, it's we're cops. So no matter what you believe in or your orc beliefs are, and no matter what my beliefs are, you always have your partners back and stuff like that. And so they're they they have growing pains throughout throughout the film, them trusting each other and stuff like that, and okay. that. uh, but that's cool. The problem is you don't get the bond with anybody else. It, it doesn't. Because um, there's all these other characters that pop in. You got, like I said, you have the elves that are chasing. You have orcs. You have orc gangbangers. You have regular human pe- being gangbangers. But you also have the orcs who are all dressed up like fucking I don't know high school football you know rejects or something. But um, they're huge and they they all wear like you know hoodies and stuff like that. And they're badasses. And uh, they're always uh, they're judgmental of uh, Egerton's character because he's considered a traitor for the most part because he joined the the, you know the humans right because um, orcs aren't trusted in the human world because they made the pact with the Dark Lord 2,000 years prior and so it's you know no one trusts them at all well you know Egerton's trying to make a difference you know so the world will be a better place and you know he's dealing with you know growing pains from every direction that he's dealing with it so anyway uh, this being a David Ayer film when it doesn't make sense
0: if they've been on Earth for like 3,000 years this version of Earth yeah, why is he the first orc cop?
1: It's like I don't know. Like they they, they didn't go into any enough detail, but it seemed like like the elves and orcs and fairies and stuff weren't really integrating with human society for a long time since the wars, and now they've they've been doing it now, but they don't explain how soon. It's it, it fucking stupid. I know that's what I mean. It's like it's lazy, right? Um. And so yeah, that ever really fucking bugged me. But the David Ayer is still he, he makes it interesting. I mean, he he did you know Suicide Squad, and you know we got we definitely had our problems with that. But what I mean is he like uses certain um, actors that he used, You know, you, you can tell like uh, Ike Barinholtz. You know, uh-huh. he's in this. He plays a, he plays a, an asshole corrupt cop, and um, and you I'm not giving anything away because you know he's a corrupt piece of shit the first time first time he's on the screen. Uh, and then there's a couple other um, people from that to show up. You know, Will, Will Smith, of course, because he was in Suicide Squad. But then a, a couple others also that um, you've seen in David Ayer films that are here. You know, little actors. Um, but uh, this movie's also written by Max Landis, who's been accused lately of uh, sexual assault on some people. Uh, really? Yeah. He's the son, of, of course, of John Landis. Uh, he wrote, I like Max Landis. Yeah, I know. He wrote the film. Um, uh, he wrote American Ultra. Remember that one? Uh-huh. Um and he wrote Chronicle. Well,
0: he also he. Never mind.
1: Those are the two. big – I was gonna say Max Brooks
0: wrote. Yeah, because I was thinking Max Brooks. World War Z. Yeah. But that and that's that's yeah. That's Mel Brooks' son. Yeah. Not talking about John Landis' son. Right. Which is funny that John Landis' son is also named Max.
1: Yeah. So um. So yeah. And that that, that's. it's a, it's a, what, look, this is actually a watchable movie. It, it doesn't, there's no part where you're watching this where it feels like it's fucking bullshit, right? Like I can understand when some people watched Lady in the Water by M. Night Shyamalan, they didn't get into the fantasy aspect of it. And so it just felt like complete bullshit as you're watching it. Right. I, I, got, I, I able, I could do that. I was able to absorb myself into the fantasy. So I, I enjoyed the movie. But this movie, this isn't like this. This one, it actually feels. It's comfortable. It, it, it's actually comfortable with orcs being dressed like gangbangers and, and you know, the fairies – I'm sorry, all, all the elves being rich as fuck, you know, and slender and, like, they look like models, right? They look like, like Swedish models, right? Um, it's uh, – it, it just – I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem preposterous the way it, the movie does it. It does it as just matter-of-factly. And so, yeah, it, it works. It does work. And the movie's entertaining, like I said. It's, it's got good action. Um, and I and you know, like I said, the camaraderie and it's it feels like this could be the, the first of many films they could do, and if they do do more, if they do do, if they do more films, doo-doo. they do more films. They need to take the time to establish the mythology because, like I said, it was a big fucking problem for me as I was watching it because it's very noticeable. It's like, dude, this doesn't. And you're not a D and D guy. Yeah, I'm not a D and D guy, but right. I mean, but this is fucking cool. This is a cool idea. That it, Like I said, it works more than it doesn't work. It's just that I don't know who the fuck, I don't know if, if Land is like, you know, is. I think this is an adaptation from something. I don't know. I don't know, but regardless if it's an original screenplay or adapted, not enough effort was put into this shit, and that's the problem, okay? I didn't have a problem with the cinematography, but it could have been that quick shit. The, the cinematography can, at times is like um, that Tony Scott, you know, that quick fucking panning and, you know, quick cut editing shit. Yeah, it doesn't say it's based on anything. Um so that that's the thing. if So if they're going to do this movie, well there's a sequel yeah. that's been ordered. Oh, good. Um I I hope that they really do take the time. It may, I don't know if Landis will be around to write, you know, if uh, if those uh, accusations uh <laughs> you know, go to court or not, but Interesting. Um but yeah, it's uh he looks fucking lanky. <laughs> looks like his dad. Yeah. Um But yeah, yeah, they, they, like I said, they—that's what they definitely need to do because this could be like another, this could be a more fantasy version of Alienation, straight up, and and it like and just please, if you're gonna fucking do it, please plan out the fucking mythology. That's all I ask of, of the next movie. All right, all right, Um, yeah. Currently has a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, certified fresh, (laughs) which means that. Thirty percent of the critics did not, or thirty percent of the critics did like this movie, thirty, and then seventy percent did not like it enough to give it a positive rating. Hmm. So, um, yeah, you know what? And I would probably, I I give the movie, I'd probably give it a six, maybe. Yeah, I'd say six, six point five. Yeah, six, six is good. Yeah, better, better than average, (laughs) but it it definitely needs improvement. Then that, you know, there we go. It's also weird to hear Will Smith say "fuck" like every third word. Because usually, you know, especially when he raps about not cussing on his albums, and now he's saying "fuck" all the time. It's just weird. Guess he realized that he can't command fucking thirty million a paycheck anymore. Eh, I don't know. All right, so start doing your Fletch thing, dude. Because otherwise, I'm gonna keep rambling about more shit that pops my head. I know. Down. I was waiting for you to shut up. <laughs> oh, it's Aww, back. Oh, welcome back. Fucking garbage
0: piece of shit. God damn it!
1: All right huge Laker fan. He's so much of a Lakers fan in this that it makes me want to be a Lakers fan. God, Don, Don. What is this man saying? What is this man doing? What
0: in the hell's the matter with you?
1: What is this man's name?
0: My name is Igor Stravinsky. Hi there, I'm a Harry S. Truman.
1: I'm Don Corleone. They call him Fletch. Fletch! Fletch! Fletch F. Fletch.
0: He's good at defending himself. You better tie your shoelaces, Oh. Disguising himself <laughs>
1: There's a lot of bass in that nut, sh- nut kick
0: And getting himself into trouble Well, it be fledge Go ahead Joe Don Baker. Make my day He's a reporter There are no tags on these mattresses Who's about to write the story of a lifetime Will you kill me? Sure If he lives
1: That's Tim Matheson mm-hmm.
0: There isn't a woman he can't charm Can I borrow your towel for a sec? My car just hit a water buffalo A question he won't
1: ask. You and your wife are currently alive, I take it? Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. A risk he won't take. Probably feel 100% Moon River. To get to the truth. looks like you two have a lot to talk over. We'll just catch the last 10 minutes of Dynasty.
0: Universal Pictures presents Chevy Chase as Fletch. My hero. Welcome to it.
1: Damn, not once did they show anything Laker related in that trailer. Fletch. I love M.M. Walsh. Joe Don Baker. Yeah, I always remember Fletch Lives more than Fletch because that's the one I saw in theaters.
0: Yeah, um, so before we get into it, Fletch is a 1985 American comedy action thriller film, more God. comedy action. Uh, directed by Michael Ritchie, uh, and it is written by Andrew Bergman and is loosely loosely based on Gregory McDonald's popular Fletch novels. This is not, let's see, Michael Ritchie uh, filmography is dead now. He did uh, The Candidate, Bad News Bears, Golden Child, Couch Trip, saw that in theaters, Cops and Robertson's. Uh, the the Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Mom. So, yeah. Okay, so, back to Fletch. The story revolves around Fletch, who is played by Chevy Chase. He's offered a large sum of money to kill a millionaire with terminal cancer, who is played by Tim Matheson. He, Fletch becomes suspicious when he discovers the man isn't ill, when he continues to investigate his life is threatened. And that's just a short... You know that's the short and curly's of it.
1: That's the fleshing version of it.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Chevy Chase. I think some of his stuff is contrived. A lot of his shit is exactly that shit. Doritos
1: I, presents the Chevy Chase show. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, I I. Here's what I find hard to believe: women love him.
1: Well, he's got a Ted Bundy type look to him, himself. And Ted Bundy, man, he could pull the chicks, buddy. You, you know that. Yeah. No. It should be a movie called Bund- uh, yeah, Bundy and Fletch. Yeah, Fletch mean, and Bundy. You mean Al Bundy? No, I'm not talking about Al Bundy. Dude, fucking Ted Bundy could
0: the serial killer.
1: Yes, he he could easily schmooze over women. Yeah, he was known for that. That's why he was able to he was able to kill so many of them privately. It'd be prostitutes, but that's okay. Uh, the funny thing is, is that
0: Chevy Chase wasn't the only one that was up for the role. Burt Reynolds and Mick Jagger were considered to portray Fletch. But they were rejected by McDonald. The author agreed to the casting of Chevy Chase, despite never seeing the comedian in anything. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Fucking McT- names, Flatch. <laughs> Fucking big lips. All right. Anyway, sorry.
0: It's a good movie. Um, Chevy. This is one of Chevy Chase's actually better movies, and the reason for it is is because of all the roles that he plays. Because he plays a reporter that actually has a a, a goal, a focus throughout the entire movie. Yeah. He's he's not really playing one of his normal characters where it's just you know like in Vacation where he's just kind of the inept dad. Yeah. You know, or in in a hundred other roles where he's the inept or the 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 bumbling the bumbling idiot. Like and, like Funny Farm. Yeah, you know, I mean, look if you're going to do a movie, and, and the problem with this is that everybody wants to see the third movie, which was supposed to be Fletch 1.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a prequel.
0: But when you have a movie that's done like this, and everything about it is good, I mean, seriously, there's not one part of this movie that doesn't suck. And I can't even think of any of the, a, a, any bad things other than, l- I'm, like I said, I'm not a fan of Chevy Chase. But he fits the role so perfectly, mm-hmm. you know. So when he's making the phone calls and he's using all these alternate, you know, these pseudonyms, you know. Uh, Fletch M. Fletch or Mr. Babar, you know, or.
1: Uh, I you know. know, and Fletch lives. I always remember this part where he, he says his name was Harley Davidson. Yeah. And then he said he's the creator of, you know, yeah. So that, that way a biker gang wouldn't kill him.
0: Yeah, you know it's. I, I'm not. am not as big a fan as uh, with Fletch Live as I am with this
1: one. I would assume Fletch Live is probably. I, I, it's been thirty years, man, but I would assume it's not going to be not as good as the first one. No, um, the whole the whole story is Fletch is
0: writing an article exposing drug trafficking on the beaches of Los Angeles. He's been posing as an addict during his investigation, and he is approached by Boyd Aviation Executive Vice President Alan Stanwick who is played by Tim Matheson, who mistakenly assumes Fletch is a junkie. Uh, Stanwick claims to have bone cancer with only months to live and wishes to avoid the pain and suffering. Stanwick offers $50,000 for Fletch to come to his mansion in a few days' time, kill him, and then escape to Rio de Janeiro, staging the murderer, murder to look like a burglary. Now, Fletch isn't completely convinced of this whole thing. In fact, he thinks it's complete bullshit, and he starts investigating more and more and finding out that the police are involved, that uh, Stanwick's wife, Gail, um, doesn't know anything about it. He finds out that Stanwick is married to a girl who lives in U- Utah, and it just kind of goes from there. Um, everybody's in on not everybody, everybody that I mentioned is in on this, from the police chief to uh, uh, Stanwick, Alan Stanwick to a couple of other people, including some of the guys that are on the beach, which you know one of the guys is played by George Went. Uh, and where'd he's, he go? He, he left. <laughs> went home. He went to the bar. Went to the beach. Went went to get food. By gamis, is oh, by gamis is bigamous. I can't read. Apparently, I don't know any fucking words anymore. <laughs> uh, Just gibberish. Gail is also rich. So when Alan married Gail, she he had access to her personal wealth. Well, Fletch uncovers this whole thing and figures out exactly what's going to happen. And then, of course, Fletch wins in the end, right? And he's, and he's, made, he's, he's dating this this hot chick, Dana Wheeler Nicholson, who plays Gail Stanwyck. Like I said, I, that's the one thing that I just find...
1: Kenneth Mars.
0: Not real, you know. Uh, George Went plays Fat Sam. Emmett Walsh plays Dr. Joseph Dolan. Tim Matheson plays Alan Stanwyck. Larry Flash Jenkins as Gummy.
1: To the yard. <laughs> uh, oh, shit.
0: Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker as um, he he's the poor man's uh, um, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> I like Joe Don Baker, but man, he is he 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 was cast to be basically a a Brian Dennehy style guy.
1: <laughs> Character actors. Who gives a fuck if we're fat?
0: Right. Um, I love Pat Osville i've heard that that um Bergman, the guy that wrote the novels, was not really happy with the movies I uh, just Mac- yeah, right here. McDonald read the script and was angered by the deviations from his original text. He wrote to the studio and listened enlisted as many objections. Director Ritchie invited McDonald to a set of the film and took him out to dinner where according to McDonald, point by point, he showed me where I was wrong. I was beautifully chewed out, so yeah um. Bergman was hired to adapt McDonald's uh, book into a screenplay. Bergman remembers that he wrote the screenplay very fast. I did the first draft in four weeks. Then there was a certain amount of improv and something that we used to call dial-a-joke. Phil Alden Robinson also did some uncredited work on the script. Um, Like I said, McDonald wasn't happy with the way that it came out because it, it deviated too far from the original novels. But it's a good movie, and that's the thing. When you see a movie like this and you only see it once in a great, great while um, from actors f- like Chevy Chase, you know, where they usually just kind of stick to the st- same old, you know, shtick. They stick to the same old shtick. Yeah. Which is, you know, the pratfalls, the, 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 the overly obvious jokes, you know, once in a while um, one will slip through. Vacation, Christmas Vacation. Fletch
1: Memoirs of an Invisible
0: Man. Memoirs of an of an Invisible Man which man that thing got hammered. It got hammered and I like that movie. Uh-huh. I I went and saw it and I'm like I don't understand why all these people are bitching about this movie. This is a pretty good fucking movie. Mm-hmm. You know. And it it's it's that movie in and of itself is something that goes into the psyche of what he's going through. Yeah. You know, and Fletch lives it's the exact opposite. this is a guy that he he's divorced he's dealing with that you know and, and in the movie they even they deal with it in in a funny way and then he's also dealing with the fact that his bosses wants wants him to write his piece but he doesn't believe him he doesn't believe anything that Fletch has to say because how how is it possible that all these people you know Boyd Aviation and the cops and all this and drug running and 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 corrupt.
1: What? My fucking dinner is not in my bag. Oh no, <laughs> my Cliff Bar. Oh no, it's not there. Fuckers, uh, they took it. Oh no, it's in my car. I oh no. When I left here on Tuesday, I put it in my center console, so it's in my car. I just gotta go burn three calories to go get it later. That's right.
0: So. Oh, the other one—the other movie that he was in was Caddyshack, but he wasn't the star of Caddyshack. He was just a bit player yeah. in a big cast. And this one, he's the star. Where and he really relishes this role. He he he, he worked this role one hundred percent, and that's why it's so believable. You know, this fact that did, I'm like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Chevy Chase.
1: Did you like foul foul play with him? And uh, was it was a goldie Han. It was okay. I remember I liked him
0: when I was a kid. Like he was in Modern Problems and and all these other movies.
1: I know he sucked in uh, in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. He wasn't anything special in that.
0: Yeah, when when he, the older he got, the gets. <laughs> I mean, nobody liked working with him when he was on National Lampoon. Yeah, yeah. Nobody liked working with him when it was on Saturday Night Live. <clears throat> but he was fucking hilarious on Weekend Update.
1: Yeah, he, look at dude, he used to be Chevy Chase, and now he's just chubby face. Yeah.
0: So he's foul he yeah, he was in foul play. Um, here we go. The Groove Tube. That was funny as hell if you've ever seen the groove tube. I don't think I have. Uh, Tunnel Vision, Foul Play, Oh Heavenly Dog, Caddyshack seems like old times, which was not a bad movie. Under the Rainbow, which was a fucking I like that movie. It was funny. Modern Problems, National Lampoon's Vacation, Deal of the Century, uh, European Vacation, Sesame Street Presents. Oh, that bird. Oh, there we go. Spies Like Us and The Three Amigos. (laughs) were two more movies that he did well. Um, But again, in Spies Like Us, he was paired with Dan Aykroyd. And in Three Amigos, he's paired with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Yeah. You know, so he has- Steve Martin Short. Yeah, Steve Martin Short. Uh, Funny Farm, Fletch Lives Christmas Vacation. The only
1: thing I remember from Funny Farm was when he eats the Rocky Mountain Oysters. And he <laughs> realizes what they are, and he spits them out. Yeah,
0: memoirs of an invisible man. Oh no, he he's eating them. He was in Last Action Hero. Huh? Um, he was eating them, and he loved them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, somebody tells him exactly what they are, and mm-hmm. then he spits them out. It's like that's just see, it's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, he was in Hero. Um, that was a that was, um, Dustin Hoffman yeah. and Andy Garcia. I never really saw that movie. I've seen some of I it. I saw it once, but. It didn't do well. No. Guy that, you know, he survives a plane crash, quote unquote. Um, then he was in Cops and Robertsons, Then he does fucking Vegas Vacation. Um,
1: no, he was done after that, dude. It, you know, bad
0: Meat. <laughs> stay Cool. Bad Roll. Uh, hot Tub Time Machine. Hotel Hell Vacation. Who He plays <clears throat> uh, Clark Griswold. Dude,
1: he was in Dougal. That, that's enough right there. See what I mean? He's done. Dougal. Dougal, 2006, was considered one of the worst animated films ever made. I never even – oh, right, Dougal. Exactly. Uh,
0: And then, yeah, it's just all the stuff that that he was in after, I want to say like after Memoirs of an Invisible Man, was just meh. Meh. Meh.
1: Freaking meh.
0: So, yeah, uh, like I said, I like this movie so much that – he doesn't bother me because it's not just him, it's the ensemble cast. Yeah. Joe Don Baker, Tim Matheson, um uh the chick. Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Barbara Stanwyck, Gail Gail Nicholson. Um M. Emmett Walsh. I mean even even the bit actors where he where Chevy Chevy. Chevy Chase. Yeah. Chevy Chase. It, yeah, Chevy Chase is um. He's at the country club and he keeps ordering all this stuff and putting it on his buddy's bill. Yeah. You know, quote, quote, unquote, his the tab, right? And then he he gets found out, but it takes like two or three times before he's found out. So he orders champagne and lobster, lobster thermidor, all this fucking food, like four hundred dollars worth of food, yeah, at a time at a at a pace, and gives everybody like twenty or thirty dollar tips, right? You know. And it goes, and it just continually goes from there. He takes advantages of each situation when he's attacked by a dog as he's trying to break into the realty office in, in Utah, and as the Doberman is standing on his car, he goes, "Oh look, a defenseless baby," And the dog you know goes, "Woo," And then he drives off, and the dog jumps off the car, right? And just little things like that where he can improvise, but he improvises really well. In this movie, Mm -hmm. as opposed to all these other movies that he's in, all the shitty movies that he's in, (laughs) you know, the ones that we we talk about that we like are completely different when he's improvising well and it's well within the character. It works and everything in this movie works for some reason. And I've I've watched this movie several times and there is not one point in this movie that I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Mm. or this scene is awful, or this doesn't work, or that doesn't work. I mean, there are scenes that don't work that I don't think are, like the police chief beating him up or whatever else. But they did it with such conviction, and they did it properly, like Joe Don Baker and Chevy Chase being in the same room at the same time, and no one else is in the room, right? Or he's in jail, and there's no one else around. Yeah. You know, so they 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 manage to be able to get the corrupt guys to work alone i guess it's the best way to say it yeah to um not have any witnesses around them so that when they're dealing with like when he's when he's dressed up as you know the bald guy skating on the beach and then there's two cops that are watching everything that's going yeah. down and he tells he tells gummy that he's he's in he's in he's he's wearing makeup so he doesn't get noticed that there's there's cops watching you know all of that stuff just seems to work well you know that there's corruption going on you know but the cops don't make it look obvious you know like in a lot of other movies where they're trying to blend in and and they're sitting on a bench and then they you know you see them talking to their in, into their uh, lapel or something like that yeah. or or suspiciously look at you know in this one like when he's skating by they're, they're talking and then they just kind of they do the normal thing oh there's a guy and then as one of them is talking he kind of he kind of looks over and then goes back to talking which is a normal reaction yeah. like you know he's just like oh that's kind of weird that guy's wearing a dress yeah. right or, or a really long muumuu and they just keep talking but they haven't moved from that spot in hours, right? That's the kind of attention to detail that's needed in a lot of movies, yeah. Especially like when they're when Chevy Chase goes out to meet Tim Matheson's parents in Utah, and they're you know, would you like some lemonade? And you know, and, and they're showing pictures of the wedding and, and the photo album and all this other stuff. You know, it's such a well done scene; you believe it. Yeah, you one hundred percent believe it. It's really good. Everything about this movie, there's very few things about this movie that I don't like. I, I'm not a big, like I said, big fan of Joe Don Baker. Um, I think they could have cast a better actor. I think that he was more, it felt like he was trying. Yeah. But that's Joe Don Baker. If you watch him in any of the uh, the Pierce Brosnan, James Bond movies, um, if like I said, it feels like he's trying to channel Brian Dennehy yeah. than anything else. <clears throat> and yeah. that's really about it. I give this movie a seven, you know. There's obvious room for improvement and stuff like that. But it works. But, yeah, it it really works. It works well. Even Gina Davis is good in this fucking movie.
1: Did you notice he was in a pilot for a show called Chevy, and his character's name was Chase. Yeah. That's fucking, I don't know, that seems very self-serving.
0: Yeah. Well, he probably wrote it. I think it's Richard Libertini as Frank Walker.
1: What is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's original name? Um... Funny part is Is that the initials are L.A.
0: Oh yeah Lou
1: Elsender. Yeah I don't know why That's one of those Fucking pointless things I know <clears throat> Lou Elsender.
0: Oh yeah Yeah. Okay Yeah so Richard Libertini Or Libertini Yeah Is a guy that played um, The uh
1: Oh okay Yeah he played the Moyle Or the uh, the He played the uh, The Jewish priest That um, does the wedding For Riggs and And um, Yeah Yeah yeah, for yeah Rene Russo
0: Yeah Yeah.
1: So he died last year
0: or two years ago. Well, yeah, it would be two years ago this January. Um, Yeah, he was in uh, All of Me. Get Beck and (laughs) Bull. Put Beck and Bull. And he was in Fletch and he played the newspaper editor in Fletch.
1: Okay. It was both of them.
0: Yeah. And um, Popeye, Lethal Weapon 4, Awakenings. This guy's a really good fucking uh, actor. And he was in Deal of the Century with fucking.
1: isn't it weird how uh, comparable sometimes uh, Italians and Jews can be in movies? No. Like, uh, like uh, you could see, like, an actor, like, he could play either an Italian or a Jew or a fucking combination of both, and he'd sell it. Yeah. Imagine that. Anyways. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. That's all, you know, I mean, he... the, um, So, uh, Richard Libertini played Frank Walker, who was the newspaper editor, and he was exceptionally good in this movie because... He had to play a complete asshole. In fact, he played in one of my favorite movies, Sharky's Machine, when he played Nosh.
1: Yeah, I need to see that movie.
0: Yeah, there's that movie's fucking brutal, I've especially never
1: seen that movie on, up on anything.
0: Especially, um, Burt Reynolds' hair.
1: <laughs>
0: Sharky's Machine. That's all I fucking have.
1: All right, was there anything in news worth talking about? Maybe Max Landis. Hey, we can talk about him. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I mean, there's the uh, the whole. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes petition Did you hear about that?
1: No I've heard about other petitions like about fucking Star Wars and shit But
0: Star Wars fans wants to shut down Rotten Tomatoes over Last Jedi reviews uh, Angry Star Wars fans petition to have Rotten Tomatoes shut down uh, DCU fans shut down Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> Suicide Squad <laughs> um, I just read this I, um, I don't know if it was from two days ago Or if it was from today. Okay, that's not even gives a shit about this.
1: Why is Abdullah counting on you?
0: Abdullah is counting on you to don't listen to film criticism, which makes no sense. The whole point behind film criticism is to tell people that this movie sucks and why this movie sucks. Or this movie is good, why this movie is good, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, when you when you grow to like and trust somebody, their opinion matters to you. So that that's kind of like what a critic is, you know. for For a lot of people, is you know they trust their their opinion, their word. Maybe this is it.
0: Uh, uh, worldwide, eight hundred million, very flawed aggregate rating and broken system. I can't. I can't deal with this. <laughs> like I. It wasn't
1: just the Star Wars stuff. There's a, there was one about uh, about Rotten Tomatoes favoring uh, Disney in their movies. Yeah, and it was awfully written. <clears throat> do, do, do. It was the DC one where it was uh, DC fans that were thinking that um, that Marvel movies get more positive feedback from critics and yeah than DC films. And I, I,
0: See, this is why I don't like going to these websites anymore, because you have pop ups, you have pop unders and pop overs and pop ads and blah 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 blah.
1: If you noticed uh, I don't think you're a big movie soundtrack guy anyway, but you remember how movie soundtracks used to be so much more popular, and how awesome they were like you would go and buy it because it would have all these random songs from from you know other bands that you know the songs just fit so well in the movie, you know. Like, say, I don't, off the top of my head, Dirty Dancing or the fucking Beverly Hills Cop or... No. You know, shit. There's so many that I, I've enjoyed over the years. But anyway, it just if you notice, they're just, they're not special anymore. Movie soundtracks are not special. And I'm not talking about the ones that have the musical score. I'm talking about the one that actually has songs done by other artists for a movie.
0: No. I
1: don't generally buy soundtracks
0: unless um, they are interesting to me
1: like say if you if you um go out and buy the soundtrack for Romeo and Juliet by Baz Luhrmann from 2 uh 1996 that's a good soundtrack it's got some really good songs by you know by uh by Garbage well or, that by one i disagree with Radiohead you know the interesting stuff you know are there even even ones that are more hip hop oriented like the gang related soundtrack had some really good songs on it or you know or Above the rim but now it seems like because of uh, I, I, I I don't know copyright or or okay here it permissions is permissions or whatever the fuck it is, but now when you hear movies songs in certain movies, th- you think they're going to be on the soundtrack and then they're not. Like I'll, I'll give you a great example: The Hangover. You know The Hangover, uh, Money Right it, by Kanye West, fucking it fits really well in that movie, but it's not on the soundtrack. Okay. Or, uh, or uh, what is it? Sinner Man by uh by Felix the Housecat. That that's in the uh, Miami Vice movie from 2006. It's not on the soundtrack. It's or that one is. No, I'm sorry. Encore, which the the collaboration between Jay-Z and Linkin Park. That's in that movie, Miami Vice, but it's not on the soundtrack. It's it's, it's anyway, it, it's just one of my little gripes. Soundtracks just aren't as special as they used to be.
0: I never really thought soundtracks have always have been have been successful
1: Unless you were buying the last action hero soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Rotten Tomatoes has a very flawed aggregate system, period, no space. Take, for example, the critics rating for Star Wars The Last Jedi. And, again, Star Wars is incorrect. <laughs> <coughs> the Last Jedi is yeah, so incorrect. There's a comma. The, there's, a, there's no space between period and all. Yeah, Sharknado, 82%. Ghost. This is a rushed fucking article. Ghost of Busters. Ghost to Busters. What all of these the movies fuck? got high ratings from audience. These movies got very low ratings. But from audience... All these movies got high ratings, but from audience, these movies get very low ratings. <laughs> this is the one that I saw, and I have <laughs> to read, explain read, this. Read my review, buddy. The uh, Buddy. These movies are extremely hated by fans and general public, and most of... The critics on RT gives favorable reviews to Disney blockbuster movies. One RT critic from Collider bashed the fan base who hated the last Jedi during a YouTube vlog. Many critics on RT are extremely toxic and they are unprofessional. The critics from outlets such as, and capitalized as, Mashable, Collider, Screen Junkies, THR, Forbes, IndieWire are extremely toxic on social media and unprofessional with their reviews. This guy must have been drunk writing this. RT has a very flawed aggregate rating and broken system. Three three slash five score for a Disney film is listed as fresh good review and the same three out of five review score for non-Disney blockbusters. Are listed as rotten slash bad review. The Tomato Meter system is extremely broken and unreliable. For example, if a movie has aggregate critics rating score of six out of ten, and another movie has nine out of ten aggregate critics score, both movies will have ninety percent on Tomato Meter. RT is a horrible review aggregate site and very unreliable. IMDb and Metacritic ratings is more reliable site for movie reviews. The broken Rotten Tomato system can hurt the movie industry. Be cool, yes. most of the audience watched the movies based on RT score and their broken system is like cancer to movie industry and audience however the last Jedi nobody was allowed to post anything until almost the fucking movie came like out
1: four days before I think it was like real close um, real close
0: I cannot stand Disney's business practice and they need to be bought down uh, apparently they think that Disney owns Rotten Tomatoes and they don't. Universal Studios owns Rotten Tomatoes. So we have that petition. We have... <laughs> what else do we
1: have, Johnny?
0: There was a new movie trailer. Oh, the new Nicolas Cage trailer just came out. Is it called
1: Beast?
0: No. <laughs> Mom and Dad.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, he gets to play up to his fucking weird face. All right, I got to see this shit. Oh, that's a fuck up. We gotta re- We got to refresh that. Do I? It looks like it It's just a shitty sight
0: That's good just Wipe your fucking chin right on the
1: thing Professional That's what she said
0: Oh my god My freaking god. <laughs> That
1: face <laughs> Why did you just go to Dark Horizons man Cause I don't know what the name of the fucking Movie is It's called Mom and Dad or something like that just Scroll down
0: Thank you I appreciate your helping me with this technical aspect That's of why I'm here. the fucking web. That is so why
1: The cage is fun kid killer and mom and dad. Third from the top. Is he the new stepdaddy? I don't know.
0: Perfect. Abstract accident. Seen it? Covered it. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, fuck
1: them. They took their they're sending a collection. They want six hundred fifty bucks for me. They can suck it.
0: What? Can I go to a movie with Riley tonight? With Riley? Your grandparents are coming for dinner tonight, remember? Awesome! Grandpa telling his disgusting Vietnam stories. Take my advice, don't ever have kids. Everything just
1: revolves
0: around,
1: doesn't it? What (laughs) is (laughs) the rush today? It's like you're waiting for a buffet. What's going on?
0: Multiple zombies are now coming in apparently
1: murdering their own children. Listen to me, we have to get out of the house
0: before mom and dad come home. It's like cooties.
1: gonna to try to kill them. That's
0: cool, man. That movie looks pretty good.
1: Yeah, fucking, fucking awesome. From Crest 3D White comes. I don't think the I'll ever be, be, able be able to do it. Kidding, kidding me? Every I, I had to make a do I use a toothpaste that whitens my teeth, or no. good for my teeth? You, you, I know I what I, I can do with her teeth. <laughs> my teeth? Fucking shut up. <laughs> I got some. <laughs> I got some whitening solution. Yeah, great. I just grossed myself out. All right, sorry. Joe just went there on that. I just sexually harassed a commercial, <laughs> an advertisement. You can't sexually
0: harass an inanimate object.
1: Someone, but we'll fucking try. Someone will try to say that. It, it, someone will. Uh, I'm not saying they're right. I'm just saying that it's gonna happen. Whatever. I will throw a card at you. I don't really care. A fucking Christmas card that that was lovingly given to both of us. I will throw it. I will ninja star it at you. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, you good on this one? Yeah. Well, then why the fuck are we still here? I don't know. Do you have any more? I don't know. I keep waiting for you to hit that fucking stop button, but you just you just like to keep looking through shit, you know? I <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, just Jesus, Mr. scrolly, scrolly, scrolly. All I wanted to know
0: is if you had any more. Apparently, you didn't come prepared.
1: I uh, uh, fuck, I think this episode's gone long enough. I I'm, I'm good. Okay. And I want to I got a feeling And I never, I want to Is have you push the stop button Thank you so much
0: Really?